Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name's Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about cruises. The Port of Barcelona is the busiest cruise port in the Mediterranean and in Europe. With around 800 cruise ships carrying well over 3 million passengers a year, It's a billion euro business here supporting thousands of jobs, but there are also concerns around both the environmental impact of these enormous vessels and their potential to contribute to over-tourism in the Catalan capital. Coming up today, we're going to hear from industry insiders, activists and politicians. Lots of varied opinions, as you might imagine. We'll also be hearing from Killian Shields. Hello, Killian. Lorcan, how are you? Very well, thank you. And uh, Killian, today we're going to be talking in three main sections. We're going to be talking about the environmental impact, tourism. But first, let's look at the economics of cruise ships here. The port of Barcelona alone accounts for 2% of Catalonia's total GDP. Uh, That isn't just cruise ships, but ferries and freight as well, etc. And Killian, recently you went along to an event organised by Cruise Lines International Association. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they brought some journalists to a room in a hotel where they were presenting a report which was developed by the University of Barcelona, uh, but obviously with the funding of Cruise Lines International. And this report, essentially the conclusions that it was presenting, uh, was effectively things about tourism numbers, the impact uh, of cruise tourism within Barcelona and also Catalonia. But also, of course, you know, it was trying to have a bit of an influence in the whole debate surrounding the cruise industry, a debate like we're going to have today. And so sort of tried to make some arguments that basically cruises are very good for the the city and the country and that its problems are a little bit overplayed, according to this report, at least. Let's hear now from Alfredo Serrano. Killian, you spoke to him at that event. Uh, He's the National Director for Spain of Cruise Lines International Association. And this is what he had to say on the economic impact of cruises in Barcelona. Over 1 billion uh, euro are generated uh, in the the Catalan economy due to the cruise activity in Barcelona. More than 9,000 jobs are supported there. Uh, We generate about 200 uh, million euro of fiscal or tax uh, revenue for for the different authorities. Authorities uh, throughout Spain and Catalonia. Today, we represent 4, 4.1% of the total number of visitors to the city of Barcelona. However, we represent 13% of the money that the municipality is receiving for this tourist tax. Alfredo Serrano, we'll be hearing more from him later on. Uh, over 1 billion euros, Killian. Quite a lot of money, eh? The exact figure is 1.083 billion and it must be pointed out, that accounts for only 2016's figures. Two years prior to that, the 2014 figure uh, was just under 800 million euro and it provided only 6,700 jobs or so. So you can really see the growth just in that kind of two-year period in the middle of the decade Ma- there. Massive jumps of 200 million and, and what, another 2,000 and a bit jobs. And it's probably worth pointing out as well that, again, that's only the 2016 figures. The industry peaked in 2019 before the pandemic obviously hit. But you just have to imagine that that, those figures, the economic impact, the amount of jobs uh, sustained by this industry is growing even further. Yeah. So 2023, we're probably going to see a return to pre-pandemic figures. Uh, 2019, it was over 3.1 million passengers, while in 2016 
which we were talking about there, uh, there was 2.7 million just under. But there are question marks over how much money those passengers actually spend when they come here, including from Barcelona's deputy mayor, Janet Sands. Two out of three cruise passengers that come here have practically no economic impact in the city. They barely spend anything. That's shown in the report produced by the University of Barcelona. Now, what Alfredo Serrano and what Janet Sands are saying, they don't necessarily contradict each other here. I mean, the industry can have a significant impact on the local economy, absolutely, due to the overall spending related to cruise ship activity. But at the same time, there could be thousands of cruise ship passengers uh, that disembark and completely flood the city. And a lot of them just may not spend much money here. Certainly, that's the line from some of the more left-leaning politicians in the local council. Uh, They say that particularly there's 40% who just come for four to five hours and spend almost nothing. And Ada Colau, the mayor, said that these are the types of tourists that come and collapse the city, as she says in her own words. Collapse or overwhelm, maybe you might say. Um, One way that all cruise passengers do contribute is through tourist tax. Serrano mentioned it already. Tell us about the tourist tax here in Barcelona. Yeah, this was a really big point that the guys from CLIA, the Cruise Lines International Association, wanted to make in the report that they presented. This is very commonly paid in hotels when you're leaving, and the standard one would be 75 cents per person per day. But for cruise ship passengers, it's a lot higher and it's getting higher as well. So at the moment, it's €5.75 per person per day, and it's going to be 6 next year. They account for only what they say is 4.1% of the total visitors that came to Catalonia in 2019. However, that year, cruise ship passengers accounted for 8.4% of the city's tourist tax, uh, accounting to a total of 1.2 million euros. And as Serrano said earlier, they're expecting that percentage to be 13%. So cruise passengers to contribute 13% of the city tourist tax in 2023 while accounting for around 4% of total visitors. Yeah, precisely. I mean, 8 million euros, the estimate that the Barcelona Council is going to get in 2023, and 9 million next year. Other taxes, apart from the tourist tax then, uh, the Catalan government has been studying the possibility of introducing an environmental tax on large cruise liners, uh, something that the Port of Barcelona have actually said could see companies deciding to dock elsewhere. Uh, it was actually agreed between the Catalan government and one of the parties that supported them for the budget, uh, Communes, for the 2023 budget, but it hasn't been implemented yet. And, of course, there's also the problem in the cruise industry of uh, these uh, liners using flags of convenience, which has tax implications, something that the Stop Cruises organisation have criticised. We'll hear from Misael Alarm coming up. But first, here's Marta Ribera on the environmental tax, and she describes herself as an economic justice technician at the NGO Observatory Desk. This environmental tax that is being proposed lately it has not been implemented yet, so we do not know what will the impacts be. Some private institutions have already said that it will have no impact on the on the amount of tourists that we will have here in Barcelona, so it will have no effect on that. There will be no less tourists because of that, of this tax. Theoretically, it will be used to improve the air quality in in the city, but of course we will have to see because it's not been implemented yet. The first cruise ship that arrived in Tarragona the other day had the flag of the Bahamas, a country that it's a tax haven. Their workers' rights, if they were here, would be legal. Also, in terms of environmental controls, they are much lax, etc., etc. 
Killian, that was Misael Alerm. He's from the Stop Cruises organisation in Tarragona. They also have a big presence in Barcelona. We haven't mentioned Tarragona yet. Uh, it's not on the same scale as Barcelona, but there is a port there as well. Absolutely, and a beautiful historic old town that cruise passengers are very much enjoying visiting and seeing. So this year they're expecting 98,000 passengers from 55 different cruise liners. It's a much smaller city, but the impact is still absolutely being felt and the activists there are still working in order to you know make their voices heard. Uh, we saw 2019, it had an absolutely record year. It saw th- over 30% growth compared to the year before, both in terms of the uh, amount of money that it brought in, but also the amount of passengers coming through. So it was almost 10 million euro in expenditure in 2019. Speaking of growth, uh, back to Barcelona now, and there are plans to build a seventh terminal, which would obviously increase capacity uh, for the amount of cruise liners and the number of passengers. Yeah, exactly. Now, and we're in the middle of election season right now, and this is one of the topics that's being spoken about all the time. Now, of course, the city council doesn't have exact control over it, but the local politicians in charge, uh, a very left-wing party, they want to completely halt the, the building of this terminal, even though it's been agreed. And they also want to suspend the license of the sixth terminal that's currently in operation in order to, again, reduce the amount of passengers that can come to Barcelona in a year through cruise ships. And this obviously has not gone down well with the port authorities. No, absolutely not. They're up in arms basically over this and they're pointing, as they would, to a deal that's already in place that's worth €265 million Euro investment. So. Yeah, and, and, and as you mentioned, Barcelona City Council's rule here is somewhat limited because the ultimate control of the port lies with the Spanish government. Moving on now then to the environmental issues, Killian. And, you know, it's kind of multifaceted. You've got the greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, You've also got the impact on marine life and on ecosystems. The issue of dumping waste. And also the issue of pollutants when these vessels are docked in cities. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is probably the biggest uh, concern that a lot of people, a lot of activists anyway, will have regarding the whole industry of cruise ships. In 2019, a report from the NGO Transport and Environment operating across Europe, based in Brussels, they reported that Barcelona was Europe's most polluted city because of cruise activity. So that report said that in Barcelona, cruise ships emitted between two and five times more pollutant gases than passenger cars did in 2017. The report also says that around 100 mega cruise liners arrived in the port of Barcelona in that year, in 2017, which brought more pollution than the capacity of over half a million private vehicles registered in the city. And what kind of uh, pollutants are we talking about then? So the report details sulfur oxide and nitrogen oxide. These are two of the biggest pollutants that come from large cruise ships. And the Catalan capital topped the list of cities for contamination in both of these harmful gases. Of course, the cruise industry is well aware of the issues, the environmental issues, and uh, they are looking for ways to kind of clean up their act. One of their big talking points is the use of liquefied natural gas, or LNG. Uh, Proponents say it's a greener alternative to the fuels that they previously used. But not everyone is convinced. We're going to hear from Ariadna Cotain from the Stop Cruises group. Uh, But first, we're going to hear from two people from the cruise line industry. Alfredo Serrano, who we already heard from earlier, and also Fernando Pacheco, who's the managing director of MSC Cruises in Spain. This fuel allows us to limit the CO2 that we launch to the, to the atmosphere. So let's say that we can confirm that this ship 
uh, is the most sustainable ship in, in, in our fleet. So this is a, a step, a new milestone on our sustainability path. So of course LNG is the present uh, of the green transition uh, in the shipping sector. Uh, LNG emits zero sulfur uh, oxide, which is one key component of, uh, of the pollution. It emits um, 95% less particulate matter and it emits 85% less uh, nitrogen oxides, which is the biggest pollutant in Barcelona. We are very critical of this supposed new sustainability of cruise ship tourism because the only solution they offer is that their ships are increasingly using liquefied natural gas. But this is a trick because liquefied natural gas is still a fossil fuel and it emits the same amount or more than other fuels. As well as CO2, it emits methane, which affects climate change much more CO2. Uh, one thing that I kind of feel a bit obliged to point out about one thing that we heard just there is the use of the word sustainability and sustainable when it comes to using LNG. It must be pointed out that LNG is still a fossil fuel, as we heard Ariadna Coten say. Yeah, um, it's, it's a finite not, resource. It's, it's not particularly green. It's just they at least have some stats to say that it's, it pollutes less when burning it in those moments. But to call it sustainable is another, it feels like it's another leap and it feels like just a buzzword that they're just deciding to employ because it's Perhaps they feel like people want to hear that. It does emit less of certain pollutants. And the ones that were mentioned in uh, that report that kind of was very damning about Barcelona back in 2017. So I suppose we can say it's a good thing in, in certain respects that 35% of cruise passengers coming to Barcelona this year will arrive on LNG powered vessels. LNG, it's kind of, uh, in the wake of the Ukraine war and everything in general, it, like imports have been soaring. But although it might be cleaner in some respects, there was a BBC report there on an analysis by a Norwegian research firm, Restad Energy, which uh, pointed out that the making and shipping of liquid natural gas is extremely energy intensive. Compared to piped gas in Norway, it's about 10 times more energy intensive in terms of CO2. Mm -hmm. The big white hope or the big green hope maybe for the industry is OPS, this onshore power supply. Tell us about that, Kelly. Yeah, no, this 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 is quite exciting, I think, for, for this whole industry. I think this has the potential to actually deliver a bit of change and in the near future too. Much of the pollution comes from when the ships are docked and they need to keep their engines switched on in order to keep running. This idea of onshore power supply would mean electrifying the docks, letting the dock ships then switch off their engines while still doing all of the necessary operations. This could be a huge change. And there are plans to do that here in Barcelona? Yes, exactly. They're aiming for 2026 to have this completely rolled out. But just this week, in fact, uh, the Barcelona port have started the works in order to install the first of these OPS terminals. Moving on then, Kelly, to our third and final kind of topic today, uh, which is tourism and the social issues that go with that. So uh, what do we mean by this? Yeah, so one of the things that we see in the discourse a lot here is this idea of over-tourism. A lot of people have an issue with it. A lot of people are saying it's a huge problem for the city, not least some of the city councillors themselves. So there's this idea that a ship docks and thousands of people spill out onto the streets even change the character of the neighbourhoods, making life difficult for the locals and the residents. You get businesses set up just to cater for these people who come off the cruise ship, so they'll just sell souvenirs, whatever. They don't cater to 
locals living here. Exactly, exactly. This kind of idea. So obviously there's, there's two very different ways of looking at it. You could be in favour of, well, look, they're bringing money, uh, you know, they're bringing, they're helping businesses. But a lot of the politicians are actually making the point that they might not necessarily be bringing this money. They're just bringing, uh, they're just taking up the space uh, without necessarily having the economic benefits that would come with, as some people term, quality tourism. And, okay, it was an issue that was looked at in the study that we mentioned earlier, that event that you went to, um, organised by CLIA, this uh, Cruise Line International Associations. Here, again, is Alfredo Serrano. We represent 4.1% of the total number of visitors. So when you are sometimes confronted with the possibility of whether the cruise uh, line or the, the cruise activity is responsible for the tourism congestion of the city, uh, the conclusion I, I understand from the Barcelona University is that there's absolutely no data that confirms that. So what he's kind of saying there, the point that he's trying to make is that the overall number of visitors that come to Barcelona, well, cruise ships only account for a relatively small amount of it. The study also came to the conclusion that specific hotspots across the city, they weren't particularly overcrowded, correlating with the arrival of cruise ship passengers. And as well, they were very keen to point out in the presentation of that study that over the decade, 2010 to 2019, the average annual growth of the number of cruise ship passengers was 3% each year but that this was growing at a slower pace than the overall number of tourists who came to Barcelona, which was 4.3%. And on top of that, he pointed out that the number of visitors coming from airlines over that decade was 8%. So the argument that he's putting forward is that if tourism congestion exists in the city, well, he finds it difficult to link that with cruise activity. Okay, all fair points. Uh, I was just looking, though, like this weekend to see, you know, what kind of cruise ships are going to be docking in Barcelona. And there are nine cruise ships in total across the weekend. And on Sunday, for example, Symphony of the Seas, the second largest cruise ship in the world, happens to be coming. A capacity of almost 9,000 passengers. Uh, we were chatting about this earlier, Kevin. You said this is a, po- a population of a small town. So much so that, as we're in election season, of course, uh, this decent-sized town would have 13 councillors representing it. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people. And there's also concern that uh, it's not just the sheer numbers. It's also that the, their stays are often very short, just for a few hours. You know, uh, a ship might arrive in the morning and and take off again that night. Um, so they're not staying overnight in hotels and things like that when it comes to the contribution to the economy. There's a quote that I've seen uh, a lot floated about from a councillor, a Barcelona councillor from 2019 called Galapin, who compared cruise ship passengers, quite controversially, to a plague of locusts. Uh, she's no longer a councillor, but her party, Barcelona in Camus, is, is well, the mayor belongs to that party. Um, so uh, this is the thinking, I suppose, of, of, of some of the people in Barcelona Council. Yeah, precisely. I mean, Janet Sands, the deputy mayor of Barcelona, she's particularly vocal when it comes to this topic. She's the deputy mayor in charge of urban planning. So this is very much her area of expertise. She consistently points out the amount of tourists. We have over 3 million this year and that's only going to grow. She forecasts that we could reach even 4 million next year or at least in the next few years. That's with the opening of another terminal perhaps. Exactly. And she repeatedly says this is absolutely unsustainable. She also makes the point that, now I think this is really kind of the, the, the crux of this whole debate. She says that two out of every three cruise ship passengers that visit Barcelona have basically no economic impact here. 
72% of passengers only stay for a few hours, according to her at least. So what they're trying to get is people to maybe start or finish their, their cruise in Barcelona. They're trying to attract, I suppose, a, a type of tourist that is going to spend more money if they do go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I have to refer once again to the report by University of Barcelona and CLIA. Another main takeaway that they wanted to underline here was the profile of a cruise ship passenger. Among those who spend a night in the city, which we must point out is absolutely not all of them, but of those who do, the profile tends to be an older tourist, far more representation of North Americans as well. These people tend to spend a lot more money, take part in cultural activities more, be that going to a museum, for example. And the average spend per person per day would be more than 100 euro higher than other tourists. It would be around 230 euro per person per day. Uh, far more of them would stay in hotels of a higher quality on average as well. It's funny, isn't it? We're seeing these different statistics presented, which if one's true, it doesn't mean the other one's not true, but they paint a very different story. So no, precisely. We have to point out once again that the description of the profile of cruise ship passenger that I just gave right there that spends a lot more money, that is only of those passengers who spend a night there, which is absolutely a minority of all of the passengers who come. Well, on that topic and on the effect that this has on neighbourhoods, uh, here is Misael Alerm, an activist in Tarragona, followed by Ada Coloy, Barcelona mayor. Businesses are increasingly changing to serve this type of tourism. The people who live in the neighbourhoods can no longer live there because the streets are overcrowded on certain days and the services available are no longer catered towards locals, but rather the people who come for a few hours and leave. We can't solve this problem with taxes alone. There's been a huge increase in the number of cruise ships passengers who don't contribute as much to the city as it's said, especially those 40% of passengers who spend four or five hours in the city. This means that there could be 25,000 people who disembark, come into the city and overwhelm the city center without spending much money. This generates a feeling among locals that they can't live in this neighbourhood. That was Barcelona Mayor Ada Coloy and before her, the activist from the Stop Cruises organisation, Misael Alerm. Killian, we've talked about the economics, we've talked about the environmental impact, we've talked about the issue of tourism. So looking ahead, what does the future hold for cruises in Barcelona? Or, if I could put it another way, are we cruising for a bruising? <laughs> Well, what does the future hold? Let's see. Um, the Port of Barcelona predicts that 58% of cruise passengers will either be starting or finishing their cruise in Barcelona. That gives a huge opportunity to spend a few extra nights here, spending more money. Uh, as well as that, the local authorities from Barcelona and Camus, they are pushing very strongly to try and limit the number of cruise passengers to only 200,000 per month, which would be a reduction of around half. Palma in Mallorca has actually managed to limit the number of cruise ships uh, to three per day, including one mega cruise liner, which is more than 5,000 people. Uh, the second city in the Mediterranean to do so after Dubrovnik. So will Barcelona do something similar? We'll have to wait and see. The Catalan government, obviously, we spoke about this environmental tax. We're still waiting to see that implemented. And then, of course, as I mentioned, electrifying the docks. This is going to be a huge project that could have a huge impact. Hopefully in 10 years' time, we're going to have another conversation here talking about what amazing effects that's going to have in reducing pollution. Time now for our Catalan phrase. 
What's it this week, Killian? This week we've got Arribar a Bon Port. To arrive at a good port? To reach a safe haven? Yeah, essentially exactly that, yeah. It sort of means to arrive at a good destination, or, or you could use it perhaps in the thing that you're doing, it ended up well. So a successful launch of a project, for example, that you're working on. Okay. Arriba a bon port. That's all we've got time for today. Thanks very much to everyone who contributed to this week's podcast. Thanks to you, Kellyan, for joining me. Thanks for having me, Lorcan. And thanks very much to you for listening. Next Sunday, we've got local elections here in Catalonia. You can check out last week's podcast for everything you need to know about them. Uh, because of that, the next episode of Filling the Sink is going to be out a few days later than normal. Uh, so we're back on Monday, May 29th, and we'll be bringing you all the election results and analysis. Until then, from me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adeus.